Welcome to episode number 43 of the Guns and Radio podcast. We got a very special one this week. Um, as always, I'm your host and the birthday boy this week, Chris Caputo. And I'm Dustin Bones. Happy birthday, brother Caputo. <clears throat> and you're right, hey. we did get a. Yeah, yeah, let's play some music. We'll give him a round of applause. And uh, we do have a very special episode because this is the first time uh, we're being joined by. Two people. We've actually got four people on the show at once today. We want to welcome back, of course, Third Man Dan. Is, hey, uh, what's up, guys? Happy birthday, Chris. Thank you. Joining us. And, of course, the great Brando. I sound like Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Dawson. Happy birthday, Chris. How old are you? Thank you. I'm going to be 25. Oh, my God. Yeah, Brando. <laughs> me, and him, me and you are dinosaurs compared to him. What a baby. <laughs> <laughs> what a baby i know right okay happy birthday thank you thank you <laughs> uh we're all gonna hang out today we've got a pretty good show built up as you know last week chris revealed that the song that he chose for his birthday special is going to be slither by velvet revolver because it's the 16th anniversary of the album contraband by velvet revolver yeah nice. at least on this day in 2004 i was nine years old when this came out so i do have some interesting memories especially when i watch the music video later on so that'll be good to get my like nine-year-old insight <laughs> watching this <laughs> yeah that's gonna be fun plus uh we're also uh we're gonna build another set list and uh this time we're gonna focus on mtv unplugged and kind of build a fantasy set list based on what what it would be like if uh, we called the shots and GNR did an unplugged set list. So that's coming up later in the show today. But first, we're going to flip the switch, blow the whistle, and we're going to ride the shout-out train. Chris, who yep. you got for us today? All right, we got three shout-outs, actually. Um, so first off, on Instagram, we got to give a shout-out to uh, Houndman. He uh, reposted some stuff from our uh, Adler's Appetite episode a couple weeks ago. So a shout-out to him for uh, sharing the love and uh, spreading the word about our podcast. Um, always another big shout out to our good uh, Brazilian friend at Axel Rose 2000s on Instagram. Always tagging us in a bunch of stuff. Always uh, sending us some love. So shout out to them. And I think the best one for last here, Dustin. I know I told you about this. You're gonna love this. Um, a fan of us, a uh, fan on Twitter, his handles at Axel's Left Nut. Uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, Tony Coleman. Thank you for the follow. I love the fucking handle. <laughs> Oh, there are some things I could go my whole life without seeing and actually die a happier man, and that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to join the conversation, you can go over to GunsAndRadio.com where you can get an invite to our Discord page, and also over on GunsAndRadio.com, you can get links to all of our social media on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff as well. Plus, you'll be able to find an embedded video that you can watch along with us in uh, the episode, in the post for today's episode. So uh, that's something uh, to look forward to. But also, don't forget, our friends Dan and Brando also have things going on as well. Dan is from the What the Famicom podcast. Tell us what's going on with that. Hey, uh, thanks, Dustin. Um, basically, I mean, I was going to just say, if anyone hasn't heard me before this episode, I've been on, what, four times? Five times? I think this is the sixth. Uh, oh, this is the sixth? Holy shit. 
I'm off now. <laughs> this is crazy. But uh, yeah, I have a gaming podcast, but I don't really want to plug it. I want to plug you guys. I want to thank you for putting me on your show and giving me a chance. I, I don't know if I saw you guys on Twitter first or vice versa, or you guys just saw me talk about Guns N' Roses, because I only tweet about two things. I tweet about <laughs> Guns N' Roses and the fucking video games. So I'm sure one of us caught the other's eye, but I want to thank you guys for putting me on the show. So I want to, you know, shout out you guys for, oh. you guys are on 43 episodes, 42 episodes, like, you're killing it. You're well, doing, like, you, you have a great, like, market right now, because nobody else is doing it. So shout out to you guys. I don't well, care about some... it. I can do whatever I do, you know. <laughs> well, somebody else is doing it, and what I would say probably doing it a little bit better than we are, and that's our other guest for today, and that's Brando from Appetite for Distortion. Well, I was going to say, at least the first thing, was, you know, in a world of Guns N' Roses podcasts, this might be all of them, but there's more than one, so, yeah, I don't know, better is subjective, but yeah, no, I, I appreciate uh, this <laughs> while. I'm glad, well, you said you were up to what, this is uh, 43, episode 43? 43. Yep. And I came on early, episode 10, and you know, you guys are a fun uh, interaction on Twitter, just, uh, just thanks, guys. But you know, it's odd not to be in the the captain's chair. So, and the last time we did a game, it was about what was it about? Like uh, animas? We did like a. <laughs> 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 we did right there. That's all you need to know. This is a good world podcast, and next thing I know, we're doing commercials for animas. So, <laughs> that's, that's, that's usually what happens, right? Yeah. Well, we we had a wheel that we would spin that was called the random bit of the day. And we had put different things on it for comedy sketches. And then it was stuff that we could do on the fly and improvise. And, uh, man, when that popped up with the, uh, we, we had to do a, uh, like a radio read for suppositories. Ow. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was an embarrassing product. When that popped up, I was like, God damn it. And we got Brando on today. And in my head, I was like, <laughs> of all Perfect. fucking times Perfect. to get this one. Give me some time to prepare. For, for such a topic. <laughs> yeah, no, it was cool. It was cool. Well, yeah, that was a fun episode, too, as well. So that one's up in the archives. And uh, speaking of which, man, like, you broke the internet. I think I messaged you when this went on, because Brando had a, I would say, a, a good minor guest there. Sorry, my <laughs> girlfriend is texting me, even though I told her I'm doing a podcast right now. <laughs> Call her <laughs> Wait, uh, Dustin, I think I know what episode. I think I know what you're talking about. That you hey, Sean, I'm recording a podcast, and now you're on it. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. I'll, I'll text me, please. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> okay, we're leaving the edit. <laughs> keep it in. Keep it in. I was hoping we could hear her. That would have been funny. This been is why, and we were talking about this before. You know, and you were like, oh, I like how you've been doing video podcasts. And and that's been really courtesy of what I've done a few episodes recently with uh, Golden Robot Records and the owner there, Mark. He wants to, he likes using Zoom. And I'm like, all right. But I like being behind the scenes, not just as a traditional radio guy, but because shit like this happens and I can (laughs) put it out. I don't know. But then again, you know, use it. It's live TV or whatever they say. So it's fine. Well, we don't release video yet. So. Oh, okay. Oh, because you put up a clip on your Twitter. We keep it. We have it. Like we keep it for ourselves, but we we don't we don't release it. Oh, okay. Except- All right. Then I, I don't feel as bad. You'll. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here. All right. So where do we leave off? 
<laughs> well, Dustin, I wouldn't say uh, who you're about to talk about isn't really minor because I feel like that person is huge in their own right, right? Usually what I say is opposite. Like if I say we've got a major celebrity on, it's because we got somebody you never heard of. If I say, <laughs> if I say that, you know, we had some minor guy that, you know, may or may not have done something. It's probably somebody like Slash or something like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was on Twitter and uh, I didn't listen to Appetite for Distortion immediately. I put it in my list of uh, things to listen to while I'm working. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm checking Twitter, and it was on, what all was it on? It was uh, Rolling Stone, I think, even posted something about it. Alt Nation, I think. Alt Nation, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Well, Alt they're always covering, you know, in their uh, creative clickbaity ways. But, you know, by, well, I'm always quoted in there, but uh, I, I don't want to sound boastful. But what's your interview you talking about? Because, <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure. This guy's had you've had the drummer, you've had Frank on, right. and then like you've had, you've had people with, that's actually in the band on, but then like you had Duff's wife Susan on, and that was the one that blew that's up. That's the one I was thinking of too. Yeah, was everywhere and like everything I cl I couldn't get on Facebook. I I, I was seeing it on Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, Reddit. Everywhere I went, I was seeing uh, links and stuff about this uh, podcast, and I was thinking, man, our boy done. <laughs> He's doing great. Yeah. I was happy for you, man. And I was like, so I sent him a text, and I was like, damn, dude, you, <laughs> you broke the internet. It was very odd how that happened. Because, first of all, to interview anybody, as I'm sure you guys know early on, I'm. I'm lucky because I remember episode 10. It's not like I remember every episode that I've done, but episode 10 was Charlie Benanti from Anthrax. And all, uh, actually, my my co-host at the time, Ian, was tweet at him. But that's still, he was great. But as we go, I've gone along, especially when you get close to the inner circle that is GNR, it's very hard to get interviews. But yeah. I saw last year, Susan was putting out a book. She's very active on social media. She will like tweets you know, if it's uh, nothing inappropriate or whatever, if it's supportive, she's pretty good with that. So I guess hit her up on on Instagram and she's like, here, you know, set it up. And it went really well the first time. And I just figured, you know, like her and Duff, they were tweeting about the, fir the first anniversary. And this is when I'm, you know, again, I'm here, uh, you know, quarantined in my apartment. I'm usually in, uh, at work doing radio, uh, thankfully, or at least in a studio rather. And she, I'm like, you know what? Let me let me see if I can get her on again. And she was happy. Like she was like, oh yeah. So I I had such a good time last time. And again, I'm really surprised because I don't know if it will come up, but I've gotten on more than one occasion uh, some inside information that they were unhappy or GNR was unhappy with the interview oh, wow. being spoken about. Even though I don't really <clears throat> uh, talk about anything bad, so that's why it's funny. So when Susan comes on the second time. I'm like I'm just I'm not gonna ask her about new music. She's not in the band. Yeah. We're about she's there to talk about her book. And maybe I'll get some fun stories about her and Duff and quarantine or whatever. It's just a chance to, you know, give me content, I guess, and yeah. uh, grease that Duff McKagan wheel, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> so that so she comes on. We're talking for like almost an hour, and you know, get, nothing crazy, just about her book. And then out of nowhere, I don't ask the question. She's like, oh, by the way, 
uh, I've heard some new Guns N' Roses music, and it's it's pretty epic. And I kind of had to take a, a pause right there, and just say, "What are you know?" And ask her, like, "Can you clarify, like, what that is?" And I didn't want to push too hard because it, Susan's with people, and her, and she's been great. But there have been some other interviews I've done where they're very cautious, even if I get them on to talk about Guns N' Roses stuff. It's 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 a weird dance. It really is. It's a whole. I could do a podcast. <clears throat> about getting interviews for on a podcast put it that way i won't because that'll be so boring uh so she just casually mentioned that they're doing new music and there hasn't been really any sort of quote-unquote confirmation other than duff saying they're in a good space slash saying they're in a good space obviously axel doesn't say anything so yeah. her think that she heard new stuff as generic as it is was news like we, we know this we now know officially even though we knew, we never really like did a tangibly. So, uh, so she said it, and then next thing I know, it's you know I, I'm used to and look, guys, like I understand what it's like starting a podcast, and uh, you know it, it is rough. And even that I have a radio background, it's very hard. Like who listens, and it's great that you have a fan base, and you're you're doing more and more episodes. But I don't, I always appreciate any time any of my interviews get picked up by a blabbermouth or, or alternative nation. Or like a loud wire, any of these. Like it's, it's it's amazing to me. It shows that I'm not just talking to thin air or to five yeah. guns fans. You know, I'm, I'm talking to an audience. So when I see it being picked up in other languages, and that has happened before, but not at this rate, where it's just like, and again, that's just weird to me. I always thought that was just the power of Guns N' Roses because they are this English-speaking band that is so universal. But for I don't know. That just uh, it was. I think it was one of my listeners because I don't want to take credit for it. It was a funny comment. It was like there's some just throwaway comment saying that there is new music, no real details, nothing's <laughs> really said. It made worldwide, literal worldwide news, and that's what Guns N' Roses is. Any little sliver will make news. So that those were one of those those moments. Uh, it's 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 very cool to because obviously Guns N' Roses and this has been said to me by multiple people. They are. <laughs> I don't know who they means, whether, you know, Fernando or Axel or Beta or some other person we don't know knows about this podcast, which is cool because they obviously know when they're in the press. But I reached out to Susan. I was like, you know what? I, I wish more outlets mentioned your book because I want to show that I'm still there for her, you know, that I'm not uh, yeah. uh, you know, just using or whatever. And I was told that it's good press. She's putting a good light. It's all good. Huh. We'll see you in third time. So, who knows? Maybe they'll tell me a song title next time. We'll see. Oh, oh nice. Funny. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If, because I think if we learned anything from the Chinese democracy era, that song titles tend to change quite a lot. Millions yeah. of times, yes. Well, of course. But, uh, no, it's it, it's cool and it makes me feel good. So, I appreciate you just you know, bringing it up. And, uh, yeah, that was um, – Susan was great. And that was an episode. I'm glad people really listened to it because as we talk about it – uh, some off the air equipment and everything. I was just talking into my laptop, and my cell phone was was like on uh, probably like a, a cat food canister or whatever to try to keep a level with the forty dollar microphone that I had. The next thing I know, it's uh, going viral. So it's all about content, people. It's all about content. Huh. Yeah, I yeah, remember no when doubt. I heard it. I I listened to it before I read any of the articles. So I'm walk. I took a walk. Like I'm in the suburbs, so I'm just walking randomly, and I hear her say that on the episode, and I like. Did a double take, but I did a double take to myself because obviously no one's there. So I'm like, wait a minute. 
what the fuck <laughs> did you just say? <laughs> and I was and I, I was like these outlets where I'm like, oh, my God, even though it's the most minuscule news ever, generic news, it's like still news. I mean, Guns N' Roses world is full of non news. So right. any mention of like somebody breathing in the band, you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> Slash combed his hair. Like <laughs> you'll go bonkers. So like I was actually ecstatic. I'm like, this is great. Like that they're not even keeping it from her. Not that they should, but I'm saying like she casually just threw it out there and you weren't pushing it. Like it wasn't your agenda. And that's great. Yeah. And she's like, I want to put that, that good news out there, which was nice of her. And she did say to me, she's like, what? Cause like Doff knows that she was going on. And I guess she asked him, you know, is this okay? Like what can or can't I say? And I guess it was just, you know, no real details. So and she's been around long enough. She's a professional, not just uh, being around Duff, but she's a, a celebrity in her, in her own right. So she knows how to handle the press and knows what to say, what not to say. And uh, yeah, that little the little sliver, uh, not slither, but a sliver <laughs> of, <laughs> of, of, is something. And that's what's funny. And I really made sure I didn't want to be like, you know, I didn't want to make it to be more than it, it was. I'm like, I was honest. Whatever clickbait you saw, on my show, on my social media, I'm like, you know, she just says it exists and it sounds pretty epic. That's it. <laughs> there's not, there's not yeah. to it. It's not like she told me off the air uh, that there's detailed <clears throat> album and all that. She, nothing. I really don't know anything else other than that. So yeah, was, but watch. We're gonna find out that it's gonna whatever song she's talking about. It's gonna be in the next Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. So. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe she got boomerang and was watching Rock the Rock and then just got She's mistaken. Like, yeah, I love I'm just gonna say this. I've, I don't know if I've said this before. I've watched that video and listened to that song so many times when that came out. I love that song. <laughs> and I know it's like a fake like ACDC, but with him and he sounds great. And it's just watching the visual of him rocking out, taking down a meteor with with the Looney Tunes is I didn't think I'd ever see it, and I love watching it nonstop. It's in our wheel. It's coming up eventually. Oh, oh my god, show. I can't wait. <laughs> One of these days. No, it's it's great. I'm um I'm a fan of cartoons. Uh, not every remake is great, but I um I really, it I will be honest that you know like the Ninja Turtles when they came back, not the newest version, but no uh, like a CGI. I would watch Nickelodeon religiously, uh, to catch up on that, but. There aren't too many cartoons I'm like that with now, but I'll catch every now and then. So I would see the new Looney Tunes. Yeah. And I, I didn't catch that live, but when I saw that it came out, or I, you know what? I think it was how it went viral. Somebody in the Not In This Lifetime uh, forum on Facebook, I guess, was watching it with their kid, and they just took a cell phone video. And that I was remember a, that. Yeah. It was like a bootleg. Yeah, so there was oh, no yeah. uh, or anything about it in typical Guns N' Roses fashion. It's just like all of a sudden one day a parent is just watching Looney Tunes and you know, <laughs> an Axel Rose is there. The daughter doesn't know what the hell is going on. I know? actually, I remember the date it went viral or that whatever video came out, it was like either Christmas or to December 24th. And I was like, oh my God, this is a present from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> it's just so random. and I, I love it. It's just odd that they did no press for it. And I, I when I think about some of the interviews that I've done, that might be my favorite when I interviewed the writers for. Uh, yes, uh, I love that interview. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. Yeah, we learned things like 
again, you know, guys, it's just one of those things. I I, I just Googled that episode and, and finding out who the writers were, were and they, I tweeted at them and they were cool about it. And the things that we found out were like how Axel records in three different octaves and then to mix them. Uh, before that, I didn't know because they would draw the belts around his his ankles. Just like I'm like, why is he doing that? Does isn't like doesn't J Lo do that? It wasn't there like a one of those worst dress lists that she had like belts or like a, you know belt pants. I don't know. I'm getting I'm trying to be John Rivers here. Uh, <laughs> so, so it was the belts were not belts, but they were leashes of his animals that had passed away. His dogs, and I I'm like not I'm not nuts like that. I'm like yeah, we have a Guns N' Roses podcast, but I don't have a lot you know a locket of Axel's hair. I'm not nuts. I'm not gonna. Huh. Know things about, you know, his, his pets. Okay. Tweets about his cats, but yeah, to learn about that kind of stuff and to learn how he records for Looney Tunes, but we don't know how he records for Chinese Democracy. Yeah, is just <laughs> uh, that's 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 I didn't know that. So yeah, it was it was cool. I, I don't want to do the writer's impression of Axel because then it was just like a really fourth degree of separation of, of an impression but it was i want to record really low then i want to you know really you know then just kind of monotone then above it and i've just never heard it broken down like that and, and part of me thinks that those writers didn't know any better that maybe everybody else was slapped with a, a non-disclosure oh <laughs> <Maybe>. yeah <laughs> why why is the first time hearing about uh how axel rose records his vocals for looney tunes on my podcast why is why is that yeah. That's really cool, though. Yeah. I think I think what we got out of Rock the Rock that is the most important is is we've kind of got a clue as to what a new album might sound like. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> I I went into it even before because uh, I'm I'm always kind of nervous talking to any of the the, the GNR guys that were either former members or or current because it's it's just a weird vibe, man. Like it's just like why it took a while to get Gilby Clark on. And, he, and even, I think he said it on the podcast. He's like, I'm just tired of the same questions over and over again. And he was oh, really, yeah, I can imagine. But with this new stuff and I don't want to betray anyone's confidence, but I've just heard it from multiple sources about different interviews where it'll get back to me. that something that, that my guest said on the podcast was not liked by the camp and it's never anything bad. Like it's it's not like anything slanderous. It's never it's never anything that's overly detailed. If anything, it might be uh, just the unfortunate world that we live in with clickbait. That someone just sees the clickbait and then freaks out about it and then reacts. I don't know. Yeah. I really know <clears throat> one side of it. So maybe they didn't didn't actually hear it. They just read the clickbait title. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll just give you. One example, because I don't, I don't think I'm betraying anyone's trust here. This was like I did an episode with. Uh, this is before getting to like talking with uh, with Frank about how music, new music, may sound like. Uh, this was with uh, Doug Goldstein, former manager, and I wanted to have him on as a co-host because he's such a funny guy, uh, and because I'm weird, I'm like let's do a weird six degrees of separation. And we did the, uh, we interviewed the uh, the official chiropractor of the Use Your Illusion tour. <laughs> and because i asked doug I'm, before i'm like if you have any you know friends that were in the gnr world and I'm, I'm not talking to him about you know anyone like big i'm saying like anyone you know have a good story the, the, the chiropractor was it so he tells his story 
about how they're they're in Colombia, and this was during the riot, and one of the security guards ended up being like caught on the head, and Axel's sister was there, and Axel's sister is a at least she was she was a nurse, and she didn't have anything to patch it up with, so she had the very smart idea to use cocaine. Oh, uh, oh wow! However, they they didn't find any cocaine. Came out all you know. Well, that's shocking. That's the that was why it was funny because you're with Thunder Roses in Colombia and you don't you can't find cocaine. <laughs> it's for medical purposes to help somebody. Yeah, the one time you want it, the one time you need it. Right. The only good way to use cocaine would be. Yeah. Uh, if only it happened in Vegas. Right, and then it just got back to me that maybe, uh, you know, because it was something about Axel's sister in a headline, and that they weren't happy with that. But uh. it's like. There's nothing I could do about that because look, that that's, that story is is nothing but nothing negative about the sister at all. Uh, so it's it's frustrating. So anyway, so when I interviewed Frank, I have like as we did, you know, a little powwow before, and he was super cool. I thought I was, if anything, I was being super cautious. I'm like, if there's anything you don't want, I asked like, do you want to record on video? Uh, if there's anything, you know, I'm not gonna ask you anything crazy. You know, don't worry about it. Like just really going in very loosey goosey. And then uh, Mark from Golden Robot, uh, I guess because he's friendly with Frank because he's on his label, comes up with a very creative way to ask him about new music, asking about how it would sound. I remember you know, that part. I mean, hypothetically, I was like, oh. hypothetically. And it's not like Frank went wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and like really, I don't know. It's just, again, so I, I don't even know if, if uh, you know, I hope to get Frank on again, but who, who knows if he got, uh, you know, scolded for saying that uh no that very loose uh bullshit detail but it even is a detail anyway we'll find out we'll find out when matt sorum's back in the band after the (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know he's he's someone else too man i uh you know i know you guys are how long it's it's been 43 episodes but how long has it been a year yet has it been no yeah it hasn't even been a year so i just interviewed matt sorum recently and i guess Celebrated my fourth anniversary. I can't believe I've been doing my podcast for four years. Jesus Christ. Uh, so I just got Matt Sorum on. And he even said when I asked him something about, like, or do you talk about the GNR breakup in the book? It's like, I don't want that to be the headline. So I, I, I no comment or whatever, whatever, however you phrased it. I'm like, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. So that's why it, it's nice that you guys really break it down, everything, because I can't break anything down because I'll get yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> Because you said you reached out to uh, Susan. You probably have reached out to other people. Like, uh, um, Who was the first one you said on episode 10 that you reached out to? Oh, Charlie Benanti. Yeah, yeah. I, the one and only time I reached out, it's hard reaching out to somebody and being like, hey, do you want to come to my show? I mean, I'm a smaller show, a way smaller show than you. And I, I tried to reach out to somebody uh, that used to do voice acting video games. And I'm only, to me, I grew up with the voice. So like same with you, like so for someone who's in a band that you loved, you're probably so nervous that they're gonna get back to you. And this guy hasn't responded. And I'm like, oh my God, did I say something wrong? Oh my God, like did I phrase it weird? And I'm so nervous if he actually says yes and comes on. I'm like, oh my God, what do I say? Like I grew up with you. You're old, I'm not. Like what? you just gotta get creative. And uh, you know, I was lucky with my then co-host and still current friend, uh Scotto, that we both happened to work in radio but it's not like we were anything important you know we were low in the totem pole but we were 
I guess, professional. So that I don't know. Sometimes that helps. I don't know, man. It's crazy. So that's why I admired anyone doing podcasts because it's it's hard, man. Whether it's booking or coming up with a wheel of cheese or a wheel of uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have thought to call it that. We could have called it the cheese wheel. <laughs> no, cheese wheel. <laughs> we haven't we, even done we, that. Weekly cheese wheel. Right. We haven't no, done that bit in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that would have been a great one. Guys, here in just a moment, we're going to get into uh, building our MTV Unplugged set list. We're kind of armchair quarterbacking here. First off, before we get started, you guys, what was your favorite MTV Unplugged? Do you guys remember that? Sure. Uh, I mean, either, I mean, Nirvana's obvious, Alice in Chains up there. Uh, Kiss was weird. <laughs> say Quick Kisses was weird? Yeah. I don't want to say Kiss Unplugged. <clears throat> what's, the, what's the point of Kiss? That's not the point of Kiss. The kiss yeah. The point of, yeah, yeah, that's true. Wow. I actually was going to say I liked the Kiss one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because I don't know why. Because maybe because I a lot of songs on there I don't think I ever heard before. So maybe my first interpretation of some of those '70s songs were like an acoustic one, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like you're completely right because the whole idea of Kiss is the glitz and glam, and Paul yeah. Stanley being like, oh yeah, well that's what they said about you. <laughs> like, have you ever seen yeah, him yeah. in a city and he talks about the city? Yeah, that's what he says all the time. But <laughs> mine would be Allison Chains. You said Allison Chains. That's like a top-notch one for me. The acoustic really shows, and which is why I wish uh, GNR would have done one or would still do something of that nature is because you really get down to the, the emotion of the song in its rawest, rawest form. I mean, I love Love Gun, but are we really going to get down to the, the raw emotion of talking about your, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever? So, yeah, for Alice in Chains, I mean, to hear Lane's voice... Uh, and rooster and you know it's like you, you feel his pain same thing with kurt so uh i would love to see axel in that setting well uh who who wants to go first who should who should go first here i think you guys uh, should well, Chris, Actually, it's your birthday birthday boy should sure, yeah, yeah. Birthday boy. okay <clears throat> so we're starting off like song one kicking off um i think it's like kind of obvious you gotta like go with like welcome to the jungle that'd be really fucking cool acoustic you can definitely get down to it like i remember even um uh, speaking of like acoustic GNR, I always remember the, like the Rose Bar show. I know a lot of that was filmed, whatever, and that yeah. was really cool. And they freaking did it like then the acoustic show there. Yeah, they didn't. They played they played Jungle at the uh, Neil Diamond show. Is it the Neil Young? They did that too. Neil Young yeah, school, school, right? Yeah. No, 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 Rose Bar was different. That was like in like New York somewhere. They did that. Okay. I wish they played Neil Diamond. Jeez. <laughs> Huh. Oh yeah, hmm. uh, who the fuck is Neil Diamond? I haven't made that joke. <laughs> Sweet Caroline, oh mine, you can mash them up. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, so we kick off Jungle, and uh, what, what would be a good one then to follow that? Let's see. They would have to completely redo the song, but I think Chidem, Chinese Democracy as acoustic would be interesting you're right they would have to like rearrange that because it's all about a riff in the beginning it's all about like being electric mm -hmm. the whole beginning is like you know energy coming off of like a nah, 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 like a little grungy riff so it's kind of hard but these grunge bands are famous for having these uh unplugs 
So I feel like you could be able to pull that off like a real powerful acoustic crunch. That would be my pick. Uh, uh, Dan? Um, so I have... Are we allowed to say covers? Uh, I guess. Well, let's vote on it. There's four of us. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yes? I would sure. only say yes because if they do Wichita linemen, which is uh, yeah, a, whole, a whole unplug of Wichita linemen. Which is what I I, my, I, uh, my cover is actually a rare cover that they only did a, used to do. It was Sailing, the Rod Stewart song. Okay. Oh, I love, I don't know what year it was, 2007, 6, but when they used to oh, do six, that, yeah. uh, they sounded so good. So maybe doing that acoustic might be really nice <clears throat> to, to hear. Okay. Brando? Well, I guess you Wichita Lyman doesn't count right now. <laughs> I mean, I'll put that out first. If, if you want to do Wichita Lyman, you can do Wichita Lyman. I'll throw it on there. All right. No, you guys aren't happy with that. Let's do. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't gonna, matter. Let's what do we're happy. Because the, the version that they put out on the the box set uh, is probably my favorite version. Moving to the city. It's just so. The, fad, the fast pace, uh, how they, they just. Are able to take that song that is so orchestral normally, you know, with the horns and everything, and they just break it down and they make it into a, a you know real a hard rock song on on acoustic. It's just uh, it's so good every time it comes up on my playlist, I crank it up. Yeah, I like that. I like that one myself. Caputo, back to you. All right. Hmm. See, um, I don't know. Like going back to um, other acoustics, I was thinking like there's a lot of. Like, good acoustic fan covers of a lot of the Chidem songs. And um, one of them in particular, like a lot of them are on YouTube. I don't know if they're still there or not. I would say Street of Dreams acoustic would be really good. So I'm going to put that as my pick. Any of the Chinese democracy songs would be really interesting acoustic because of just how produced they are. And to bring down into what they were once. You know, in its simplest form, would be like, oh, that's what we could have heard, uh, you know, 10 years prior. Yeah, in 1999. I'm going to go into uh, some more mainstream stuff then, and I'm going to pick your crazy for song six. Oh, that makes sense. All right. Yeah. Because that's one we expect to hear if we're going to be watching GNR Unplugged, that if we didn't get it, we would be a little disappointed. Do you yeah, all prefer sure. the acoustic version to the the electric version in general? I think I'm the only person that likes the electric version better. Really? Yeah, I've never had anybody tell me that the electric version was better, but uh, I like the electric version better myself. I put that question out on social media, and you're right, Dustin. You are in the minority, most huh. the acoustic. It's interesting. It really, you know, some of those questions are interesting, like... Uh, like, I don't know if this is a song that one of you would have picked, but Don't Cry. The amount of people that picked the the alternate lyrics, I was astounded by. I, that's one of the songs, honestly, I skip every time. I'm like, I already learned the song. I don't want to learn it. <laughs> no. Yeah, let's change the verses. It's not the right thing, so that's just, that's just me. But I'm in the minority there. But anyway, but Isn't the second half of the alternate Don't Cry, isn't that like completely different? Like, Isn't it vocally different and the lyrics different than the first one? 
The whole song's lyrically. Yeah, good. I feel the like there's verses, a part the... where yeah, he like does a certain scream or he changes his voice always in the alternate one. I always like appreciated that second half, I feel. Yeah, I'll go back and listen to it, but but yeah. You're crazy, Man. I think. Uh I'm gonna go another kind of left field one. Cause you're cause you okay. wanna throw in the popular ones, but you also want to throw in like B sides and stuff. Uh I'm saying breakdown. Okay. Yeah. I feel like they'd be able to pull it off. I know it gets a little heavy and slash as a guitar riff later in the song, but I feel like they could do that pretty good acoustic. They could try that out maybe at least once. All right. Brando. They would do, if it was real, they would do November Rain. And that's what I would want to hear anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. A piano driven song. Would he use a piano there? Would he bring it out? Yeah. I don't they know. Have, done, have they done that in Unplugged? Other people bring out pianos? They have guys on keyboard, I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember many. Yeah, I, obviously I'm wrong. Like, I haven't seen that many unplugged. Well, I mean, if you do it on a keyboard, that's not really acoustic. I mean, but I, a piano, I get that. That's that's technically an acoustic. Wait, so can, can yeah. he be lowered down like he was in Vegas? <laughs> you remember that in Vegas? He was like lowered down on the yeah. piano or with the piano or something. Yeah, that was uh, where we were standing in line. We got to look up and see just the bottom of the of the round platform. That was a crazy. Was on, that was a crazy yeah. moment, right? That was a crazy time in our lives when Axel was floating with a <laughs> yeah. piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish they'd have done more with it. Like, had it shoot pyro out of it or something. Or like, or Tommy Lee drums where he spins around. With it. <laughs> He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be hard to pin down that like heavy friggin' piano so it doesn't flip over <laughs> and kill someone. Oh man. So uh Chris, you're up next. Ooh, okay. Jesus, this is getting interesting now because we're throwing like all sorts of stuff out here. I just feel like I still kinda wanna stick with the Chidem stuff though. Um I'm trying to think. Um here's a good one actually. We get Ron Thal to make an appearance to do better. Ah. Oh. That's a really good. Uh, that's because that 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 better clip that leaked a few years ago is beautiful. Yeah, his acoustic version is amazing. Really, I don't. I don't. Not sure if I ever heard that before. We'll it take leaked, care of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was that, <laughs> and there was nice another one. Yeah, like where I think I don't know if it was a fan made edit or something, but they combined certain elements of like the original electric track with the uh, uh, Bumblefoot's acoustic. That one's a really good one too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I would be. I'm gonna go back into to mainstream stuff because I'd be pissed if I went and seen GNR and I didn't get uh I didn't get Rocket Queen. Oh, that would be a good acoustic, yeah. I can hear it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan. Uh, my final pick is. Is should be a mainstay, obviously. Is going to be Brownstone. Oh yeah. Oh, see that yeah. that's a really good one. So it's funny when we're saying all these titles. Did you guys? We talked about this before, maybe that acoustic tribute album, uh, Strings of Fire. You guys mm. ever heard of that? I've heard of it, but I haven't listened to it. Is it worth it? Yes, I've had it for like fi- uh-huh. I had it when it first came out in like 2002. I still have the CD. And so okay. when we're saying the names of these songs, like Rocket Queens on there, it's just an acoustic tribute. So it's just the music. So when you guys are saying these songs, I'm like, I already heard that acoustic. It sounds really good when it's just guitars. So these songs already sound amazing from people that aren't the band members. 
So if I if you guys ever get a chance or see it online, iTunes, anywhere you see it, I highly recommend it. That'd be a great fan mix to get the vocal tracks and put on top of that and oh, create the yeah. MTV unfold. <laughs> yeah. Do it for them. Well, <clears throat> like lies. I mean, uh, live era, right? Yeah, that's, that's not- true. That was that was manufactured technically, right? There you go. Well, I think when it comes to releasing an album for them, we've seen what happens to other people that do that last summer. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Anyway, so Brando. Uh, you get the final pick. I mean, why is it the final pick? Well, I'm going to save the best for last. Corn Shucker. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it's, it's not on any album. And if you're going to do, you know, uh, an unplugged, that is the time to bring it out. That's when you bring it out. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a perfect to, pick. To, I don't know if you're able to like add in a. Uh, you know, a, a corn shucker lyric. I mean, because I, I don't know how you think Give me popular song outside us GNR nerds that people may know it. Nobody's I, ever heard it that I've played it for. Because, <laughs> yeah, I would peruse the my GNR forums back in the day around the Chinese era. That's when my nerddom really blossomed, I guess. Uh, but I even prior to then, when Napster was still okay, LimeWire was okay, Kazaa was okay, and I would get Literally every single Guns N' Roses song you can download. So what the fuck is Corn Shucker? Sentimental movie, you know, just another Sunday. So I have those songs still from uh, probably have like the Napster uh, timestamp on there somewhere. Wow, but, you're bringing me back Kazaa and LimeWire? <laughs> Holy shit. Sure. <laughs> that was how I got my... Yeah. I mean, I was a, I was a broke college student, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to read from Corn Shucker, but I'm going to try to do it in as classy as a uh, voice as I can. <clears throat> Let me get some of my water real quick. <laughs> it's like an English <clears throat> actor reading a poem. Ah, yes. All right, here we go. Oh, I lost my page. I have to do it from memory. <laughs> Give me a dime. I have to call my pimp when I heard her ask. It made me go limp. Three weeks later, my sex life was drab. Instead of a wang, all I had was a scab. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What are these lyrics? (laughs) Are these these words uh, and music by Axel? No, Corn Shucker is uh, actually a cover. Is it really? I didn't know that. I, I don't think I knew that either. Some wow. comedian uh, did it a long time ago. Won't that be some shit if we get to the end of this episode and we spin the wheel and it's corn shucker? Oh, shadowing. All right, welcome back. We're going to watch the music video to Slither. So, guys, if you need to pause the podcast or whatever you need to do, you can go to YouTube and look up Velvet Revolver Slither, or you can go to gunsandradio.com, look up the episode. It'll be the episode, this particular episode, episode 43, and inside of the the, the information you're going to find and everything embedded will be the music video. So when we tell you to hit play, hit play, and uh, here we go. Who wants to count it down? Chris, count it down. It's your birthday. All righty. We'll get it doing in three, two, one, play now. This makes me think of the catacombs in Paris. I always it think of the Playboy like first... Grotto. 
Yeah, it actually looks like the place that the Beatles played their first show, like that underground English place club. I was thinking Goldeneye, like Nintendo 64. I was going to the level. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I remember 2004, Duff was still ripped. Yeah, I hate how ripped Duff is. (laughs) That's why I sighed. Getting bad about myself. (laughs) You guys can get me some of those pants like Scott Weiland has. Yeah. Let me see my fat ass up in those pants. <laughs> we all can't be fucking debut. twigs. These <laughs> are twigs. This is kind of the debut of like really skinny Scott Weiland, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. believe so. Because was he out of how many years was he out of Stone Temple Pilots at this point? I, I couldn't tell you offhand, but uh, that's few. kind of how he was known in STP. I mean, I don't know if he was known, but he, uh, you know, he was a little voluptuous. He had some meat on his bones, and all of a sudden, it's like, whoa! You can see this guy's ribs. Yeah, yeah, that's what drugs do, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, you can see his ribs. Holy crap! Literally. I was riding in the car with a buddy of mine and his little brother, and uh, his little brother, uh, he was raised very Christian. So only his exposure to rock and roll was when he became eighteen and got to ride with us for a change and and this song came on the radio and he goes has anybody ever noticed the guy from velvet revolver sounds a lot like the guy from stone temple pilots and i I was like yeah john i have there's very good reason (laughs) (laughs) no i interviewed mark bashan the designer who gave uh scott those beautiful silver leather pants oh wow crotch shot yeah of all the people that have passed away, unfortunately, like from this era, and even like more recent people too, I the, when he passed away, that hit me the most. He was like extremely unique. Like for me, I feel like he was such like a presence. And when I when he was the frontman of Velvet Revolver, I feel like even the mediocre songs that I didn't love when I saw them live, I'm like, damn man, this guy was a great lead singer. Oh yeah, yeah, it yeah, was dude, definitely this a... some good shit. This one yeah. won a Grammy. Oh, yeah, this won yeah. a Grammy, yeah. Oh, yeah. How have you guys uh, seen Velvet live? Have you had a chance to see this track in, in, live in person? I've seen Slash and Miles Kennedy play it. Yeah. No, I've never, never seen, seen VR, though. No, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I was lucky to see them twice, uh, once in New Jersey, and that was... I think I just got regained. Not re- yeah, I guess regained uh, faith in Scott Weiland. It was all the rumors like he just can't stay in a band, and he killed it. And another time in the West Palm Beach on like a vacation, lined up that way. And he was, nice. And it was awesome. I you know I missed this band, but, but yeah, man. Uh, I wish I was on the set. Was it hot? Was it cold? This looks like a. <laughs> like I said, it really it really looks like a, a James Bond Goldeneye kind of setup here. And what is this girl looking for with the miner's hat? Looking for the party? She can't hear it. <laughs> she, yeah, she yeah, <laughs> this is a good point. Yeah, she dude, had velvet revolver tickets and she took a wrong turn in the Paris catacombs. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> She's like, who the hell is this anorexic man dancing with skeletons? <laughs> well, you know, they do have parties in those catacombs. Like they have these a whole culture of people that aren't it's illegal to go down there. But there's this whole culture of people that have found entrances and stores and shit like that, just random places. And uh, they go in there and uh, have parties and shit all the time. Oh, wow. 
You think it was on purpose that I know that that Slash did not wear a top hat in this video? I don't know. Good point, though. That's Maybe a good too question. Maybe Maybe it wouldn't fit. Maybe it was like a height clearance. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good point. Maybe he was trying to distinguish himself from the non-look of Guns N' Roses. Yeah, but he's wearing it again all the time. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, he just put it right back on the next day. I think it's so synonymous with him. It's like, if you don't wear it, like, what's wrong with you? Do you think Slash would ever shave his head? Oh, God. (laughs) What would he look like? Unrecognizable. (laughs) He might have already have. Look at Gene Simmons, but I mean, you know, like that one's obvious, though. Yeah, Flash is, uh, I, th- I think he's holding on, but I think when he gets older, I mean, sometimes there's, there's just no choice unless you want to rock a skullet. Maybe he'll, he'll join up. Wow. <laughs> he'll join my up, maybe, you know, with that. But, uh, but yeah, um, there are pictures, whatever. I mean, I, I lost my hair. There's something receding. But yeah, when, you, when you're. We would have to go down this road if you don't want to, but it's, it's like with actual, it's like you're you, they're identified with their hair. And when you see people like Brett Michaels or Leaf Garrett that just can't handle it, it's just uh, it's Marky Ramon, yeah, <laughs> but you're right, with Literally. yeah, it's like I don't know. I had that, I had that, I think I had another conversation I never thought I would have on a GNR podcast. I think I, we spoke about hair transplants and all that with me and Mike Squires. Uh, from loaded because oh. he has such a beautiful head of hair and I don't and I was jealous and we just went down the <laughs> well you could do like Marky man just go to a dollar store get you a cheap ass wig put it on and deny 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 wait is that really Marky Ramon does that dude look I've never at seen, it I, I don't remember the last time I've seen him that's why I'm not oh hang on I'm gonna hook hold you. on I'll look, I'll look him up let me get this <laughs> Marky Ramon <laughs> You had to look at the hairline, and you have to also know when at, at a certain age, if it's not thinning a little bit in front, at least it's not real because everyone is thinning a little bit. You have to have like some crazy head of hair. Some people do have, but for the most part, no. So I don't know. If Slash does lose his hair, though, he still has the hat, so he's good. Yeah, he could, he could afford Porsche. He could just put the top hat on. You never know. Exactly. Yeah, right. Okay, could, I but... can see. I can I can see that. I, I'm looking at pictures of him now. Dude, when you see it in person, it's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Ratings, though. Well, we go from one to five. So, uh, Caputo. Uh, I'm going to go five out of five. This is like Velvet Revolver's best song. And I think like a lot of people would agree because it's, like, it's a good song. Um, but yeah, I was like... Mm, me watching this as like a nine-year-old on much music, like the Canadian equivalent of MTV at the time, was was interesting because I was like, "Oh, Slash, this is a cool fucking song." And then you see like, who, who's this dude dancing like erotically with no shirt on? I was like, "This shit's disturbing." <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting music video. I'm not gonna lie. And then uh, uh, you just see randomly in the corner like Dave Kushner there. I'm like, "Is this guy gonna like rob a bank or something?" Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Brando, what do you think? It's a, it's a five as well because it was their right it was the first single off that album yeah, yeah. And single, yeah. i wasn't sure you know what they would sound like with scott it was kind of like with audio slave it's like i like both bands where from whence they came but how they're going to sound together and that was the perfect uh lead track maybe I mean, do we hear "Set Me Free" before? Maybe because of the whole. I think "Set Me Free" came out before. It came out like yeah, 
a year before. before. A year before. Yeah, so you're right. So uh, even even so, it was the right song to follow that, mm-hmm. and uh, and the video was not over the top. Yeah, it was. It made uh, you know some people uncomfortable with uh, the naked bodies. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Scott especially, or, or Duff just being like, "What am I doing wrong with my life?" And that's when you realize it's amazing. It's like, why does Duff look better now than he did like ten years ago, ten years ago? Oh, that's right, he stopped drinking. Yeah, so mm. it's like, yeah, so it was like, see Duff like that? It's like, whoa, holy shit, this guy is yeah. one eighty from where he was. Yeah, yeah, Dan, I. I think I'm basically going to say the same thing Brando said. Uh, first off, it's a five, a hundred. It's an amazing rock song. Secondly, I remember hearing "Set Me Free" first, like from the Hulk soundtrack, and I'm thinking this is a this song's a banger, but not a lot of people probably heard that. Like people's first introduction is probably Slither. Like, what's their first introduction to this Frankenstein monster uh, of like GNR 2.0 or like 21st Century Guns N' Roses is going to sound like? In you know, quote unquote. So yeah. this song coming out like <clears throat> guns blazing, no pun intended, but it, it's a great entrance. It's like a slow build and then it just kicks in. I feel like nobody really knew what the ex members of Guns N' Roses were doing. Sky Wyland, like maybe he's been out of STP for a couple of years. Like everyone thought he was in trouble with drugs and he probably still was. I think during this time he did get in and out of trouble, but this was a moment in time where they just fucking came out and said, Hey, you have a, a version of us in your head? Well, fuck that. We're gonna come and kick down the door and show you what we why we're legends, you know? Like and they just they they rocked it. It was amazing. Oh yeah. Uh well for me I also give it a five. Uh this definitely was my first introduction to Velvet Revolver. Uh, I was watching it. It was during the era for me when I found it, when MTV started playing rap songs all the time. So I quit watching MTV and switched to VH1. And, uh, uh, you know, Caputo, it's funny you mentioned much music. Because uh, mm. we had uh, MMUSA down here. And that made me, it was the first time I may have thought of Mistress Julia in quite some time. <laughs> I remember her. Oh, yeah. I think we were all in love with Mistress Julia at one point. Was that like a VJ? Was she like a yeah. video DJ? Yeah. She was on, this ties into Guns N' Roses, actually. Uh, she was on Fuse here in, in New York. And, yeah, I mean, she, especially that time for me was early college. So, I, you know, Hot Topic was new. And any girl that looked like they came at a Hot Topic, I was, like, madly in love with. <laughs> <laughs> Local. I went it. through a phase. Sure. Yeah. Now, I don't go into hot topic. You feel like a, a, a pedo because it's like, yeah, old. yeah, right. You're like, just go ahead and get like a Funko <laughs> Pop, and you look like a you know weirdo. It's it's yeah, it's uncomfortable now. Uh, and, and I have bought GNR shirts from from Hot Topic, not a long time, but that has happened. Uh, so yeah, Julia, since I'm a weirdo, I, I guess called her Julia, Mistress Julia, who is a uh, a VJ for for these uh, music videos and everything. So she was doing an appearance at. <laughs> It was a bar called Duff's in Brooklyn. Uh, and, and so I went down there with a buddy of mine, and it was like a karaoke night. It was kind of empty. You know, I probably thought she uh, she was a bigger deal than she was. It was pretty empty. And I, I guess she sang uh, Don't Cry, I believe. So there, there's a GNR tie, if anyone knows. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. That is. Oh, man. Well, guys, still- uh, 
We're going to continue our conversation over in GN Extra with Brando and Dan. Uh, go check that out. And uh, But before we do that, I completely forgot that we need to spin the damn wheel and find out what we're going to do next week. Is this the cheese wheel? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe. Maybe. Let's find out what it gives us. Before I make that decision, let's, let's find out uh, what it's going to give us. Beautiful, dangerous. Oh, is that oh, the, the Fergie one? Yeah, I like that song. I like that song. It's not like I think I probably haven't heard it in like ten years, maybe. I like yeah. the song, and the video is insane. I think. You oh see, yeah, you see boobies. <laughs> nice. Oh. <laughs> the, the not safe for work video. <laughs> it really isn't. Yeah, but that's a good song. I, I know she gets a lot of slack in the GNR community because of how she's covered Sweet Child of Mine. And this yeah, movie. a lot of people shit on her. Like, I, I'm indifferent. I don't really... doesn't matter to me. A lot of people, like, were vicious when she first came out with a song with him and covered Paradise City and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, chill out. Yeah, what, I mean, she's in the pop world. She's bringing you know, new Guns N' Roses fans in, hopefully. But, no, I, I like that song, and uh, you guys may know that named her Kid Axel. So, I, would, huh. I did not know that. I, I, I didn't know that either. I think I've tried to get her on the show, but she's just too famous. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, uh, we're going to continue our conversation over in G and Extra, where we're also going to continue celebrating Chris Caputo's birthday by having the first ever social distancing cake eating <laughs> while we do that. I got my cake. It's your birthday, and I got cake. But... Uh, <laughs> peel the label off of that so be sure to click over to gunsandradio.com where you can check out GN Extra don't forget to check out Appetite for Distortion by Brando What the Famicom by Dan and his uh oh man I can't remember the other guy's name shit Nick uh, Nick, Nick 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 Tendo yeah, yeah. no he's not yeah. he's not on here don't promote him <laughs> <laughs> okay well fuck that guy then. yeah fuck Nick Tendo <laughs> And uh, click over to uh, GutsRadio.com where we're going to hang out in GN Extra and come back next week where we're going to review Beautiful Dangerous by Fergie. And uh, until next time, I'm Dusty Bones. I'm Chris Caputo. See you next week. Peace.